often, Black women are a mere afterthought in conversations around wellness, but not in this space. On this podcast, the dialogue is always centered around women like you. Welcome to the podcast, but more importantly, welcome to the tribe. Be well, sis. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Be Well, sis podcast. I am your host, Dr. Cassandra Dunbar. How has life been treating you? But more importantly, how have you been treating yourself? Me, I have been, I have been good. Um, life has been hectic with the boys being back in school and I'm teaching my regular course load, but we move, you know, I'm trying to figure out how to make things a little bit smoother for all of us because we leave pretty early in the morning to get everybody to the destination on time. Um, and then we come home like relatively late. So I'm trying to figure out how to make our days a little bit shorter so that we can spend more time together as a family during the week. Because right now it's like, rush 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 and I don't like that but anyway um I know that this is something that I am not the only one who is facing it so if anybody has any uh has any tips on navigating this let me know anyway today I am really excited for this episode it is a very special episode I almost always say that is because I genuinely love and feel so grateful that I get to speak to so many dope, insightful, inspiring, dynamic, fabulous women. Um, But this episode, stick around to the very end of the episode. And this is something new. It has not been done before on this podcast, um, in this community, in this space, Um, as in be well sis, this is brand new for us. So I'm really excited to share it with you. So anyway, um, let's just go ahead and hop into the conversation because now I am blabbing because I'm so excited. So today's conversation features the amazing Ashley Company, who is the CEO and founder of Jelani Travel. Jelani Travel is a dope company who um, features, uh, who centers um, Africa as well as the diaspora as their travel destinations. Um, You will learn a lot about how this company came to be in this conversation, where she's been, where the company has been, um, the trips that she's curated, and just how travel has been very powerful in her own life and how she has seen the power of travel manifest in other people's lives um, in in terms of their wellness. Um, Super great um, conversation. And I'll give you some backstory as to how I met her. I actually met Ashley at the beginning of this summer. I had the um, the honor of um, leading a session at a travel conference um, called WITS. Shout out to WITS, which is stands for Women in Travel. So we had I was um, I had the pleasure of speaking to a group of women, um, mostly women. Um, and actually, there were some in my session too. There were also men. Um, so I had the, the privilege of speaking to a group of people who are. In the travel industry, whether they are they have their own travel companies or um, they are photographers, influencers. Long story short, there are a ton of um, travel business people. And I spoke about podcasting because podcasting is a great way to market your business, market who you are. I get it, yada, and I, and I taught about um, podcast marketing. Long story short. Ashley was actually in my session and at the end of my session we got a chance to chit chat and we just really connected and we literally made plans to connect after this the um the conference. So we did that. We had this conversation and in 
connecting with each other, we decided to do something amazing together. Again, listen to the entire episode and learn what we talking about. <laughs> Get on board. <laughs> Y'all, I am very tired. It is late. Um, so I am going to stop rambling. It is a beautiful conversation about um, stepping out of our comfort zones, using path as a, a radical self-care, as well as um, when we talk about travel, it's not only about us as adults, about how powerful and impactful it can be for our children to step out of their own comfort zones and to see themselves in the world. Beautiful conversation. She is incredibly insightful, super dope. She has been featured in Essence, Blavity, among many other places. And I'm just so honored that she had um, time to speak with me and that we will be working together. So without further ado, um, the next voice you'll be hearing will be her and ours. That will be our conversation. Um, as always, thank you so, so much for joining. I am so, so glad you're here. Be well, sis. So I have Ashley Company, who is the CEO, founder of Jelani Travels. And I met you um, at a, um, what, like a convention, like a travel convention. And I'm so happy that we have been connected. But before we even jump into all of that, how are you doing today? I'm doing really good. I'm really excited that we were able to meet and then actually make this happen. So to be here today with you is just really great because I love the work that you're doing. Thank you. And I love the work that you're doing. So let us jump into what is Jelani, uh, Jelani Travels and how did it come about? Like, what's the story? That's the birth story. The birth story actually happened 10 years ago. So we're celebrating our 10 year anniversary um, in Ghana, actually, 20, December 2013 um, in Ghana. I took my first group of children, actually. I started with a nonprofit, took um, three Black girls to Ghana after trying to raise funds and, you know, had a difficult time with people believing in my vision um, and just getting on board. So I kind of uh, spent my own money and just made it happen. Yeah. And then I got a lot more support. So we did it again six months later. And by the time we did those two cohorts, uh, people saw that I really meant what I said and I was going to do it one way or the other. But what I also noticed was there's a lot of adults who are wanting to be chaperones. And I had like three girls the first um, cohort and five girls the next one. But I had like 40 women asking to be chaperones. And so because I was initially having such a hard time raising funds, I saw a business opportunity um, to create a travel experience for all of these women who wanted to travel and charge a premium because I was doing it for like from an adult perspective. Mm -hmm. So literally taking care of all of the planning for them and using the proceeds from that to sponsor the girls. So that was my biggest fundraiser. Nice. Um, and then it just took off. Literally, I had so many um, women and even now men who wanted to participate that it became its own entity. And 10 years later, we're in 18 countries, including Ghana. We'll be celebrating our 10-year anniversary in Ghana this December. Wow. Um, so it's been a full circle moment um, working with kids. Once the pandemic happened, um, we stopped actually taking them overseas, but we still, we actually were able to reach more children by um, sponsoring their passport and doing a digital online learning program for them to just really get their mindset mm -hmm. um, prepared around why it's important to travel, why a passport is a privilege and why they should 
um, become citizens of the world and also really appreciate Africa and their heritage and their connection to Africa. That is incredible. Are you um, Ghanaian? Is that your background? No. So actually, um, on my father's side, my heritage is Sierra Leone. Mm -hmm. um, and my mother's side, my maternal side, the heritage is Cameroon. Mm -hmm. I've never been to Cameroon. Um, mm -hmm. This was all information given to me through science, through a Black-owned company called AfricanAncestry.com. Ah. And they were able to trace my... Um, my lineage and also tell me what my tribe was, which no mm -hmm. other DNA company can do that. So that was really special to have that information. Mm -hmm. But I've always considered myself um, a daughter of the soil, um, a descendant of Africa. So I really embrace all types of things that I learned across Africa um, from so many different countries. I've been to more than half of the countries in Africa and I always like try to take something that I learn about traditions or customs uh, or just the beauty of the names and the languages. Um, with me and incorporated into my daily life. So I've been African even before I found Amen. out exactly Amen. what country. Yes. And, and the reason I asked you that is because you started um, before the year of our return. Is that what it's called? The year of return? Um, and yep. may, I, maybe because you're more tapped into the travel space, that's when uh, I started learning more about, there was like a big push for um the diaspora to return and to visit Ghana. So what made you choose Ghana to um, bring the children to, um, to visit there? Uh, so, you yeah, know, that's a really good question. And I, I'll tell you when they started this push and by they, I mean, like there was a celebrity movement that of course naturally attracted everybody else, the culture mm -hmm. moving forward. So when they did that beyond the return, those, that was probably one of the two most proudest times I've been to see the outward population say, hey, let's recognize Africa because I've always been like screaming that from the rooftop, but I'm just me. My audience only extends so wide. And so when I was able to bring in 100 or 200 people to Africa, while I was really proud of that, when I saw these celebrities saying it, I knew that would bring in thousands. And mm -hmm. I, I was just really proud about that. And I think the other one that really made me proud was when um, um, Black Panther came out. And I was actually yeah. in Ghana in 2018 at the premiere when it came out. And it was just really powerful to see all of the Black pride from throughout the diaspora. Um, so I think those two significant things really helped put shed a light on Africa as a whole, but then also Ghana. And I think they chose Ghana for the year of the return for the same reason that I chose it when it comes to the historical context of the transatlantic slave trade and um, the, the deep and meaningful experience you can have at the slave dungeons and the at the door of no return. Uh, I think that's something that uh, all black Americans can relate to or have a connection to. And it's, um, it's just really a, a powerful opportunity. And there's other places like that along the coast of even East mm -hmm. and West Africa, but that's the most prominent one. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's one of the reasons why I wanted our girls to have that experience. But also I had a connection. So when I'm first starting out, trying to figure this all out myself, I had someone that I was close with who owned a school in Ghana. So mm -hmm. me and the girls actually stayed at that school and that and those children were the ones that we did our service project with. So because I had a connection is why we really started um, with Ghana. But since then, I ended up moving to South Africa for a couple of years. And um, like I said, we do like 16 countries in Africa and we do countries outside of Africa now. So I have relationships everywhere, but Ghana definitely was 
where it all started. And um, I'm, I'm really proud of the growth and just the marketing that has happened with bringing more people um, to the continent, starting with kind of Ghana as a gateway. Yeah. And and I I will say that I think not only has it been like the marketing aspect, I think that we as a collective, like, you know, across the diaspora are more, we're trying to, to be more connected to the continent as well. Like as we're learning more about ourselves through companies, like they just say ancestry, um, or African ancestry. Yeah, so it's a huge difference between African ancestry, the black own company and ancestry. They actually is a whole different ball game. They'll give yes. you like, oh, you're seventy five percent black or West African. It's like, well, I already know that. But like African where? ancestry can tell you your tribe, your country, present day. Um, and they don't sell the DNA. They actually destroy it. So, which is huge. I love it. Yeah, yeah, that's huge. Because I actually was just reading an article um, about another company. I think it's Blackstone, Blackfoot, one of those huge conglomerates that it's, own everything. Yes. Who yes is, I think they it's just acquired it. them. Yes, they acquired Ancestry, which is like very scary. Um, so thank yeah. you for that distinction, for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah. as They're we- For $4.7 billion, I think that is goes to show you how important Ellen. our data and our- our DNA is. And mm-hmm. I think it also really speaks to how um, how noteworthy a company like African Ancestry is because they know the story of Henrietta Lacks and they know, they understand mm-hmm. the power of the DNA. And instead of trying to sell it, they destroy it immediately after they give the results. Mm-hmm. And I just feel more confident with them. And also the amount of information they can give me. Because mm-hmm. giving me, telling me what my tribe was, was like something truly special because mm-hmm. I'm always on the continent. So people are like, I know that you're from the U.S., but where are you really from? And a lot of us, we can't really say. Mm-hmm. So now I'm able to say, well, and I actually have citizenship now in Sierra Leone. Oh, that's um, dope. Yeah. So well, really- how, how was that a difficult process or was it pretty like straightforward? I think it's typically more difficult than it was for us. Ours was kind of historic with um, the current president there having a um creating a partnership with AfricanAncestry.com because we were able to prove with their science and technology, the actual tribe, they were able to accept us in their constitution as citizens. Wow. Where any other test that they wouldn't do that with. So. Wow. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's super dope. Um, So Jelani Travels does not only work, your most of your work is on the continent, like you bring, you curate trips to the continent, um, but you also go outside of Africa as well. So what are some places that you also curate trips for? And how do you pick a destination that you are going to curate a trip for? Yeah, um, so I've been to over 100 countries and around the world, and there's certain ones that are just really special that I know would be great for my target audience. There's some that I love, but I'm like, that's that's mm-hmm. not what they would want to do or the majority of them would want to do or experience. And so, um, for example, Dubai is a great time. It's a lot of fun. And it's also a really good stopover on the way to our Seychelles location or um, our King of Zanzibar location and destination. And so a lot of people will say, can you curate something for me there? Uh, a lot of people have had really good experiences with us in Africa. And when they're ready to go somewhere else, instead of finding somewhere else, they're like, can you do it? Even though you haven't listed it yet, can you do it? And so once we've done it, then we'll open it up for other people. So that's kind of how it has grown. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Jordan was another one. A lot of people like to do Jordan and Egypt mm -hmm. on the mm -hmm. same trip. And so, and it's another wonder of the world. So we offered that. And then after the pandemic, um, there was a lot of interest in more of the Caribbean and taking more shorter flights, but still yeah. being in really black spaces. And so um, we went to Colombia and Cartagena is very popular and, um, you know, Belize, St. Lucia, places like that. So you said you've been to over a hundred countries. That is incredible. So when you were um, a little girl or even like as you were designing your life, like did you see travel or did you see this being your life or did it just kind of naturally happen? I definitely didn't see the type of impact that I'm making through travel and through community building like this. I couldn't have ever imagined it, but I think travel has always been a part of my life because I'm um, third generation military. And so wow. growing up with my grandparents who used um, the military as a way to escape poverty after having like my, my mother at 15 and then my mom doing the same thing, having me at 18, she used the military as a way to kind of get out of that, that cycle mm -hmm. um, and just have more stability. And so what you essentially had was me growing up with both my grandparents and my mom in two different branches of the military. So in the summer, I'm going to Turkey mm -hmm. where my grandma is stationed. And in sixth grade, I'm going to Korea to live with my mom for a year where, where she's stationed. And so that kind of already opened up my mind to the to the world. Yeah. Um, but once I graduated from college um, and I went to go work for Pepsi, now I'm making some money so now I can go travel on my own in a different type of way. And I think the first time I traveled, you know, as an adult, I was 25 and I actually ended up going by myself by accident to Dominican Republic because my two best friends who were supposed to come for my birthday both had to cancel at the last minute for very good reasons. Like it, it truly wasn't even their fault, but I had to ask myself like, well, are you just going to stay home this milestone birthday or are you going to go? And I was like, I'll just go and I'll just sit on the resort and I'll feel safe because I'll just be there, but at least I'll be there rather than just at home. Mm-hmm. That changed everything. I fell in love with Latino culture. I didn't realize that there were Black people um, in these islands speaking Spanish. I started learning the language. I started practicing the dances. Like, I really was like, this is amazing. I kept going back. Um, and then eventually I knew I was going to leave my corporate job. And so the year before I, I started teaching myself Spanish seriously. And when I left, I did all of Central America, most of South America, and for a year of just traveling. And um, that experience was so transformational for me. That's when I realized, oh, I want to create this opportunity for other people in my community because I felt like during that year of travel, I I saw black people, but they would be indigenous to that area. There weren't, mm -hmm. I weren't, I wasn't seeing other black Americans mm -hmm. along my journey. And so um, I felt like that was a problem for me that I wanted to solve. I love that. And one thing that really strikes me uh, about your story is um, there didn't seem to be any fear. Like you just did it. Has that always been your personality or that's something that you had to like develop or that you had just developed along the way? I definitely think my confidence with travel, travel builds confidence, but the more you do it, the more confident you become. And so there definitely were times where I was a little bit wary, a little bit scared, but I definitely got to build that muscle of intuition and trust in myself yep. as things would happen. 
Um, and just also trusting the goodness of people as people would look out for me when different things would happen along my journey. Um, and so there were over the course of like five years of extensive travel, I maybe had like two incidents, but literally when you've gone to 40 countries in a short period of time, I think um, somebody like grabbed my book bag one time and did have my passport in it. And I was devastated, Ooh. but I was able to get a passport the next day, an emergency passport. It wasn't favorable, but literally when I think about all of the memories and all of the relationships um, that I've created, the good 100% outweighed the bad. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that makes me, firstly, I love that thought. Um, you said that travel, um, that you say creates confidence. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that so much. And it's so true, um, especially if you do solo travel too, like you have to really trust yourself. So therefore mm-hmm. you become confident. And then I kind of want to circle back. You mentioned that you wanted um, when you were taking the the kids to um, Ghana, that you wanted them to, you're preparing them to be citizens of the world. So can we touch on that real quick? What does it mean to be a citizen of the world? So really them understanding that the world is theirs. Um, and especially as they walk through their world, their bubble in a borough of New York or a small rural town in Mississippi, that's a lot of times all that they know and that's all that they think exists. And so when they're able to travel, um, a lot of times they're checking boxes on standardized tests, asking them if they're a minority, they're being told they're a minority. And when they go outside of the world and they actually are able to physically see that globally there's a majority, there's Mm -hmm. Black people in almost every part of the world from Asia to Australia to certainly South South America um, and of course Africa, uh, all over Europe, like literally everywhere. And so when they're able to see that, I think they walk through the world taller. Like yeah. they stand taller, they walk straighter. They can become more proud. Um, you can't you can't really tell them that they're the minority when they can see like globally they're the majority. That's something that they can be proud of. And so I think when I when it comes to being a citizen of the world. It gives them an opportunity. And this is adults too. This is what I found when I started it. And I had so many women asking me to create these experiences for them. It's like the child in us never got to see this part. Even as we graduated and went to these esteemed universities and got these big corporate jobs and now we can pay for travel, they still are only going to Europe or they're still only going to a resort in the Caribbean and sitting there not truly experiencing the culture. So this is really for all of us to really shift and reimagine how we see Africa, how we see ourselves and our place in global society. Yeah. And so being a citizen of the world is just like understanding that there's so much more than just my bubble. Even mm-hmm. if it's a corporate bubble or even if you're a young person and your whole world is your high school or your county, when you realize that there's more, I think that gives you um, an opportunity to kind of reach for more, to dream for more. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's essentially what I want for everybody. Oh, I love that. And you know what? Like what you're describing is like inner child work and it's like even more healing. I think when we talk about or we think about like healing and being on a healing journey, we typically think about like, you know, either we're going to like start exercising or we're going to like go to therapy. Both of those things are great. But there is so much more that we can do when it comes to our wellness and our growth and, and that. And I think travel is such a um like a beautiful way to do that, like to sometimes get out of our comfort zone 
And not only that, but all the things that you just said too, so that we can um, see ourselves in different spaces and just also to do the things that we wish that we could have done when we were kids. But now that we have the finances and that we have the, the agency, we actually can do it. So I appreciate the work that you're doing. I, I think it, it's incredible. And I want people to, to associate travel um, and these experiences with growing and, and with doing like the inner work, it looks different. And this is an important part. I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up. I actually wrote an article for Blavity and the title was travel is, well, why travel is radical self-care. Mm-hmm. And you really like hit the nail on the head. It's we always talk about, oh, the spa day or let me work out or what am I putting into my body? And of course, those things make a lot of sense. And certainly we're having the conversation around therapy a lot more, which is so good to see. But I think we are definitely missing that part around travel. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of it sometimes, I think with social media, I don't know, it's kind of a gift and a curse. It depends on who you're following. But um, I think social media is helping to see that travel is more possible because a lot more people are doing it. Mm -hmm. But they're also doing it in a way where maybe it can feel intimidating or impossible Mm -hmm. because a lot of people think I'm rich and I'm not Mm -hmm. because I've been so many places. And so sometimes these highlight reels that people are posting I mean mm-hmm. I don't know how to describe it but you know what I mean when it's I do like, oh you're at the Ritz Carlton and you are flying first class and yep. great for the people who are but mm-hmm. for the people who are not able to do that that doesn't mean that you're not able to travel travel yes. doesn't look just like that travel yep. can really be just going outside of your state to a different place there's waterfalls in the U.S. There's mm-hmm. no mountains. There's beauty there, and just the idea of you trusting yourself and doing something for yourself um, can look really beautiful. And then really digging deeper, when we think about our finances, um, there's things that we put a lot of a, a lot of weight on that we're spending money on that maybe we could look at differently and put sure. more weight into travel and how how good that can be for us because there's places you can go internationally that doesn't cost half as much as maybe your coffee or out to eat budget or you know things yeah. like that and so I actually want to do a lot more coaching around our mindset around money travel and our liberation because mm-hmm. I think we get stuck and thinking it has to look a certain way how I saw this person do it on Instagram and I'm not there yet. So I can't do it. And also I don't need to do it because I'm already maybe in therapy, but travel right. is so therapeutic that there yes. are just other ways, holistic ways that you can pour into yourself. And I want other people to just really see that and kind of, um, and just try it on. Yeah, for sure. And and I think um, two things. One is that um, when we, I think it's easy for us to have a budget for like our hair and our nails and whatever else, because it's like um, our normal, right? Instead of maybe redirecting that money into a budget to like go somewhere at the end of the year, right? Mm-hmm. Especially it, it, it's easier if the people that we surround ourselves with don't necessarily put priority in that or they're not at that space in their journeys yet, right? So it's like, well, I mean, I I don't want to go alone. So I'm not ready for that yet. So let me just do, let me just stick to my regular routine, right? Mm -hmm. And so my second point is I love that you curate group trips. So let's just say I'm the only one in my group that actually wants to do something. I'm ready to like do something different. I'm ready to like 
go to Colombia, right? Mm-hmm. Um, nobody in my group wants to go with me, but I don't want to go alone. I can go to your company where you curate a, a trip with other people. So can you talk more to that process, like what it would look like if I'm just a, a solo person joining your group to a, a destination? Yeah, sure. So that was one of the biggest reasons why I created the organization, because I knew for me, over 100 countries, I'm sure 90% of them I've been to by myself, not because I wanted to, but because people just weren't ready. And Mm -hmm. as much as I felt like it, there's a lot of pros to just solo travel anyway, but as much as I would have loved to have somebody like-minded travel with me, I'd much rather go and have the experience um, alone than not to go at all. And so, I, you know, that has kind of been my journey, but I'm like, how can I create a space where somebody else who's feeling like this can come and other people, we're all in the same boat and we can have a good time. And it's actually been a really beautiful thing um, that we've started because I've seen relationships form. I've seen people start businesses together who came wow. on our trips. They were solo. They didn't know each other. Um, I remember two, they found out they were both pharmacists and they did some type of business together. Wow. Um, I know there's two ladies in particular who also completely different careers, but they just gelled as, you know, companions. Now they're roommates. They go on a trip, a Jelani trip every year, somewhere different, but they always go together. Um, I know somebody who always brings somebody new. She always goes on a trip, but she actually brings one person with her. So there, I mean, there's just so many different stories where people come in as strangers, but they leave as friends. Mm-hmm. And I think that's um, really special. So all you really have to do, go to the website, go jelanitravel.com and look at mm-hmm. all the different options, the dates, if the dates work for you, you would just sign up literally with a deposit. But there's more information about the breakdown of the itinerary, what's included, um, all the planning. We really want to make it easy. We make Africa travel and beyond easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love to curate vacations for the culture, for us, by us type of thing. And so when it comes to how to get your passport, what you should pack, um, what vaccinations you might need, which some places, plenty of places, you don't need any vaccinations. Mm-hmm. Um, you might need a visa, but there's plenty of places that you don't. But if you do, we're going to walk you through it. So we just really remove any barriers, any obstacles. Even from a financial perspective, we have monthly payment plans, um, just anything to make it, make it so that you can say yes. Mm-hmm. Yes to yourself and yes to this opportunity to travel and meet other like-minded um, people who want to experience the world. So it's a really, really good opportunity. Then there's some people who will say, well, these dates don't work for me. And that's when we can customize the trip, even if it is just for one person oh, or wow. two people. So they want to go on a solo trip, but they don't actually want to feel by themselves. Our dedicated certified guides would be with them every step of the way. Um, and so they can have that confidence to kind of travel solo but they're still not actually alone gotcha oh that's super dope because that would be a barrier for me like I'm okay like within like the U.S. and like the Caribbean I'll do solo but like to go somewhere like Europe or to um South America or Africa um I would want to have like somebody like who's been there, who knows the ropes to like guide Mm -hmm. me. That's super dope. So you have so many different options. Um, I actually want to touch on the name of the company because when we first connected, I was just like, you know, my husband's middle name is Jelani. What made you choose Jelani? So can you talk a little bit about the actual word, what Jelani means? Yeah. So Jelani means greatness or mighty. And so our call to action, our mission is to help 
Black people reimagine their greatness through travel to Africa. Because I believe, and I told this to Essence, I told them, I said, when we change the way that we see Africa, we change the way that we see ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so it's really all about just reimagining that greatness, that Jelani in us. Oh, that's beautiful. And and that is so true. I remember when I was a kid, like coming up um, like in the 90s, a lot of the media, the the things that I would see about Africa was just like poverty and like just sadness and just like distraught war-torn places. And I'm like, dang, that's where I'm from, you know? And I, I think we minimize the impact of those type of imaging and programming that can have on our subconscious. So like to your point, um, being able to really see the 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 not only like the physical place, but like the people experience the food, be immersed in the culture could really have you leaving feeling a greater sense of pride in who you are because yeah. of where you come from. And I think yeah. that's so beautiful. Um, yeah, that's absolutely by design that the media and the propaganda would have you feel like this place is less than that you come from, that birth civilization that started math, that started science, that started navigating before anybody else did. Like, they don't show you the full picture. Were they lying? Is there not poverty? Is there not war? Of course there is. But it's just as like, if we live in Boston and there's a drought or a wildfire happening in California, just because something bad is happening in one area doesn't mean the entire United States right. is plagued with fire mm -hmm. and smoke and just problems. Mm -hmm. um, it's the same thing in Africa, which is not even just one country in 50 states. It's literally a continent with 54 mm -hmm. countries. Mm -hmm. with thousands of tribes and different um, ethnic groups. So it's really so diverse with snow-capped mountains and penguins. Like it's not just a desert that they would mm -hmm. like to show you and things like that. And there's high rises with luxurious condominiums and rooftops. And mm -hmm. so I love for people to come see the true full beauty. It's not just safari, even though there's incredible safaris. It's not just that. There's so much mm -hmm. to experience um, that I think, you know, I just I just completely fell in love with it. And I'm like yelling into the rooftops like you have to come experience the greatness and the fullness and the beauty of the motherland because they're not showing this part. Yeah. And like you said, by design. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I also want to touch on the um, going back to the the wellness aspect of travel in and of itself. Um I think because I think one of the things that gets us stuck in cycles is literally being stuck in the, our normal routines. Um, when we set um, a time apart to do something different, I think that brings so much growth, not only like mentally and emotionally, but like even like a spiritual like experience as well. Um, I found that when I have gone to different places, I have felt like I come back feeling renewed, like in my spirit and like my heart and in my mind and just like with more clarity to like my everyday routine. So I think it's really important um, that we do get the opportunity um, and that we make it a priority for us to, to experience different things and not be stuck in our mundane lives. Because all of us are for the most part living the same life every day, the same routine every day. And it's important mm -hmm. to get out of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I absolutely agree. I had um, a marketing executive say that she comes on our trip every single year and she always comes back more creative. And she literally it is applied to her job 
Like she, whatever she does in her marketing field, she was like, I'm always more on top of it, more productive, more rejuvenated and just feeling more creative in my space when I come back from one of these trips. And so I'm like, thank you for sharing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, think, I think that can be applied to anybody, but I just specifically remember her being a marketer saying that she came back feeling more creative. Yeah. I, I think we, um, when we talk about rest, when we think about rest, we think about like, you know, like resting the body. So like going to sleep, but we don't think about like just like sensory rest and just like changing up, like literally what we see every day. Um, mm-hmm. Can like, being in a different space can allow us to have the creative juices going again. Like if it allows us to be more creative and even if we're not in a creative field or in marketing, like it's important to be able to come back to your situation and have like a new set of eyes as to how to like improve, be better, whatever it is, whatever obstacle that you may be experiencing. All right. So kind of circling back to how into the beginning of the episode where I, I said that I had met um, Ashley at a travel um, conference and I was so happy that we you know, connected um, because we've talked like she's super dope. Um, she is wellness minded and she's just an expert in what she does. Like she she knows what she's talking about. So I'm super excited to partner with her um, because in August of 2024, so one year from now, we are going to be um, co-leading a retreat together. And the theme of the retreat is our personal inner um, renaissance. So our all our individual rebirths. And because of Ashley's um, expertise as a well, uh, a travel curate, a travel guide and curator, as well as a life coach, the um, trip is going to be so dope. It's going to be in Cartagena, Colombia, and um, we're going to have a lot of fun. Like when there are activities that she's already has planned, but we're also going to have like that time for that inner work where we really spend time um, shedding all of the expectations that society has put on us, that we have put on ourselves for whatever reason, and really getting to the core of who we are and really creating a plan to live a life that is in alignment with who we are and who we want to be. So I'm super excited. And yeah, so I'm just rambling at this point. Um, Ashley, you can go ahead and tell us more about what are some things that we can expect at the um, at the retreat. Yeah, so um, Colombia is a really special place because, well, first of all, I know a lot of people, it would be their first time being able to say, I made it to another continent. I'm now in South America. So that's always exciting. But Colombia is actually my favorite country in South America. Um, I've lived there for several months throughout the years. And Cartagena especially is um, really beautiful because it's the Caribbean um, side of the country. And so you'll find the Afro-Colombian population is highly concentrated there. So it's going to be a very Black space that is healing in itself because you're going to see a lot of similarities in their culture and their food. Um, They actually have a special town called Palenque that we're going to experience where they even have their own language. The history is stunning just to even learn how resilient um, that those people are and it's reflected through the food um, the music all of the culture that you're going to um, be a part of in itself is just healing now it's also really beautiful the backdrop you have um, the Caribbean Sea the ocean Mm -hmm. you have um, the old city which is a walled city 
different colored buildings, which is great for a photo shoot because mm -hmm. um, we do have to do that inner work, but then we also let it shine outwardly. And so we're going to be capturing those moments. Yes, yes. Um, those vibrant colors. And um, I think one of the favorite things is like some of the nature. So mm -hmm. when we're thinking about wellness, um, there's medicinal properties in this mud volcano called El Tutumo that you can also experience um, going into actually into the volcano and taking a mud bath mm -hmm. um, and having a massage and then rinsing off in the spring. So all very natural and just a really good experience. And there's going to be dancing and music. Yes. Um, I mean, it's, it's one of my favorite places. I actually just got back last week. Um, we did We had a group there and they absolutely loved it. So those are some of the types of things um, that you can expect. And then there's also some island hopping um, with like crystal clear water and just like a, just the opportunity to just vibe out and just be under the sun, get sun kissed in those beautiful islands that are around Cartagena. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so, so excited. Um, Cartagena has been on my bucket list for so long, but I was just like, I don't, I felt overwhelmed. Just like, how do I put together an itinerary that I can see all of the things I don't miss anything and that I'm in like great accommodations. And again, I'm so happy that we connected because this is what you do. So, you know, the ins and outs, you've been there several times. Didn't you live there at one point for a few yeah. months? Yeah. Yeah. I'm 2020. I was there 10 years ago or actually 11 years ago, but then 2021, I lived there for three months and 2022, I lived there for three months. So I really love it. You know <laughs> the lay of the land. So it is going to be such an amazing time. I'm really, really excited. Um, so you'll have all the information down in the um, link below um, as to um, everything. Booking, so you can uh, see the itinerary itself. Um, Jelani, um, Jelani Travels does offer payment plans, right? So you don't have to pay all at once. You can just put yourself on a budget. So that way every month, whatever, you can pay um, a certain amount. Um, really excited. Yeah, we also have a roommate matching program. So if you're like, oh, I don't have anybody to come with me, we can pair you with the roommate. Um, we have, if you're like, oh, this is my first time traveling, I don't have my passport yet. We can help you with that. We help you with, um, well, this particular country, you don't need a visa, but if you did, we we literally want to help you with everything. We have a suggested packing list, so you don't even have to think about what to bring, um, what to wear. You know, we break down everything. We're really, excuse me about the sirens in the background, but we are really serious about paying attention to the details um, because we want to make sure that you don't have to do any of the planning part of the healing and wellness journey is not just the backdrop of this beautiful place that you're going to be. It's the, um, it's the ability to not have to worry about any yeah. of the planning and all of the things, because in your day-to-day -day lives, yep. you're already so busy. You're already giving your all to everybody else. And so this is really going to be an opportunity about you to invest in you. And so the last thing we want you to do is to be stressed about what to wear, what to pack, how you're getting there, how to find the best flights. We can help you with all of that. So literally, we love making travel easy so that you can just show up and just be your greatest self. Oh, that is so dope. And how often do we get that opportunity, especially as Black women, where we're the caregivers usually, 
um, to actually be taken care of. So um, Johnny Travels takes care of all of that, which is why I'm extremely excited to partner with Ashley and her organization because they're professionals. So um, I'm excited. We're going to have a sisterhood. We're going to have the talks, but we're going to have a lot of fun as well. So it's not going to be just, you know, woo-woo, woo-woo is good, but also there will be some time for turn up and time for eating because I love to eat. I love food. <laughs> the food is so good. If you if you love, I hope that if you're listening, you love seafood because I know all the best places to go, um, but even not just seafood, they're just really known for their fish and their crab. Um, and it's the Creole, it's the flavors of yeah. both the Latin heritage as well and the Colombian indigenous um, heritage as well as the Afro-Colombian. So the flavors... I mean, it just pops out through the music, the art, and the food. Yes. So not just seafood. They have, you know, really good chicken dishes and other other things and also um, vegetarian. But it's, there's really special being on the coast to have that seafood. Oh, yes. I'm excited. I'm so, so excited. And I hope you guys are too. I know you guys are too. So hit the link below. Let's 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 get it going. Have those conversations um, with yourself, with your partners, whatever, um, to make sure that you can be there. August twenty twenty four. You have plenty of time to make the concessions, switch out, you know, the budget, um, so that way you can be there and really experience time where you can really be poured into and you can relax and really have that inner renaissance that we can come back with a fresh set of eyes and new outlook on life. So I'm excited. Um, yeah. Um, thank you so much, Ashley. I'm really excited. Um, thank you for coming. And I didn't know your entire backstory of how um, Johnny Travels came to be, but it's incredible. I'm so, this sounds crazy, but I'm really, really proud of you. Like it's, it's, thank you. it's super dope to see somebody who sees a, a need and just does it. And you not only do you do it, but you do it excellently. And I think that's awesome. It's inspiring. And I'm super proud. I think that's dope. <laughs> I appreciate that. I really do. Especially coming from you. Because I, like I said, I sought you out at the conference. I was like, I need to talk to her. And look at where we are now. I'm excited about um, the type of transformation that we're going to create together for your audience. Because we deserve. Absolutely. Period. We deserve. Period. That's the, that's the mic drop right there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your time. And again, you guys do not sleep. Let's go ahead, click that link, sign up now, and we'll worry about the rest later. So um, again, thank you so much, Ashley. Pleasure. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Be Well Sis podcast. For more information on anything discussed in this episode, please see the show notes and or visit www.bewellsispodcast.com. Oh, and don't forget to leave a five-star rating on Apple. Until next time, be well, sis.